This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we will give to you there. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. Uh, you guys talked over top of each other. And Derek J. <laughs> and who else? Oh, you know what? I should turn your microphone on. That would really help. I should turn both of your microphones on. I'm terrible at this. I'm so flustered. We've got uh, the Derek J. Victimless Crime Spree that is happening tomorrow, and it's Derek J. and Allie. Good evening, guys. Hey, good to be with you. Good to be here. All right, cool. So, uh, Derek J.'s Victimless Crime Spree, it's happening tomorrow. The movie premiere. We just went to the movie, uh, cinemas, Keen Cinema's website, and it's right there on the front page. Boom! It's, it's up really on the happening. marquee. Uh, they've got the the movie poster, I believe. They told I haven't checked this personally, but it, uh, I believe the movie poster is is in the box office. So That's like right. supposedly behind the ticket taker person at the box office. To the tremendous uh, embarrassment of the local police. <laughs> <laughs> it's so official. You know, uh, there's obviously stuff in the news we can talk about, and we certainly will. Of course, you are also free to bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Coming up, uh, there's a story that is huge, huge news Coming out of New Hampshire, this is an you know this is an important story nationwide. What has happened? I really want to get to that. I know Derek J, you had that story tonight as well. So we'll talk about what's going on with jury nullification. This is groundbreaking, huge, huge news. But since we started out talking about uh, the the exciting movie premiere tomorrow, yay! Uh, this is one of the things that's basically consumed my last. 48 hours. Uh, I mean, I've uh, not only been working on the premiere and kind of getting all the stuff together that we're going to need to to do it, because we're not just going to sit and watch a movie. After the movie's over, there's going to be a question and answer session featuring you, Derek, and the rest of the, the crew. Uh, and then p- following that, everybody's going out to uh, a lunch in the park. So right on. It's going to be like a, a Derek J. morning, basically, in Keene. And it's uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll mix and mingle. Lots of opportunities for people to share ideas. And yeah. uh, I think it's going to be a really great event. A lot of fun. And I don't know how from how far away people are coming. It's happening in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, and it's it's open to the public. So and it's free. So uh, and what's what's interesting is like I don't even know all the different ways in which it's being promoted. I found out this afternoon that apparently Garrett Ian, who is one of the activists from uh, FreeConcord.org, also uh, over at FreeKeen.com, but he's been chalking out. Uh, around the college, I guess, in town, in downtown Keene. Yeah, so he did some chalk advertising and activism. Daryl was also able to hold a, a sign uh, oh, promoting really? the event. He didn't get to go on the college because, right. of, of course, he's, he's banned. banned. <laughs> but he, he held it right outside the border so that the uh, college <laughs> students who were walking by and, and driving in and to and from college would be able to see that, hey, there's a free movie playing tomorrow. Let's yeah. Go on down and the, check it out. The price is right. I mean, poor college kids, you don't have the excuse now not to come because it's free. Uh, but that is going to kind of, I think it throws a big question into the picture of like, well, what's going to happen tomorrow morning? What if, you know, the, the theater only holds 204 people? What if 300 people show up? I don't know what we'll do in that case. And I'm hoping that, like, it could be a really small crowd. It could be like half the theater or less. It could be a quarter of the theater. Who knows what? to really expect there are 40 people approximately on facebook who've said they're going to go 
But we know that Facebook is never a good indicator of how many people actually will show up to something. Facebook is usually too high or too low uh, in that uh, usually like a fraction of the people will show up who've said yes on Facebook. In the case of the Derek J. Uh, real-life premiere event, I made it specific in the instructions of the event Please do not confirm unless you're actually going to this. Like, it's cool. I get it that people want to say they're going to show their support, but we really want to have some idea. Yeah, we want to know who's coming, of who's actually going to be there, what uh, what to expect. But you know, I think the ideal situation would be for there to be more than uh, 200 people show up to this. I would certainly case, hope so. Yeah, the um, movie theater has has really gone out on a limb to uh, help. With promoting this event, putting the uh, victimless crime spree right on the front page when when folks visit the website. So I, I think that they're hoping for a good turnout as well so that perhaps they can do a run of this thing. That's what I was thinking is uh, I, I don't know if that was their intention. I doubt it was. They're getting paid to do this. So that's, you know, they're they're doing what they're being paid to do and they're doing a good job at it. Right. But they could uh, make more money. And that's the process. what I'm thinking. Yeah, if could they can, charge people after this? If this goes really well, well could that's, they... that's it. See, so like there's a director's cut that is coming out soon. And yep. so if you go to victimlesscrimespree.com, you can watch the movie in its original form and it is completely free. So you can watch it uh, on YouTube. You can download the torrent. But the original film has music in it that, let's just say, the recording industry probably wouldn't like it if people were charged to see this film. Right. So the movie was released for free and it's intended to be put out there for free. And so, you know, we weren't trying to make money on that. Um, the director's cut will not have that music in it. The director's cut has what's called royalty free music. So there are people who make music without the intention of copywriting it for the purposes of it being used. And, uh, and they've been given credit, I believe, in the new uh, cuts. They credits. sure have. And it's just as exciting as the original uh, soundtrack. The um, music really complements the film very well and gives it, I think, this, the same feeling. A lot of times when music changes, it, it changes the whole uh, feeling of the film. But uh, Bo, the editor, did an excellent job with selecting the music. Um, Ian and I both had some input there, and he's done an excellent job. So I, I hope that folks will, if they enjoyed the first film... Uh, Check out the director's cut. See how it compares, because I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised. There are some new scenes that are also added in right. that uh, explain a little more about what happened at Give Peace a Chance, for example. The so, runtime's about the same, though. It hasn't really it gotten much longer, because he trimmed down a little bit here, and he expanded out a little bit there. I think it might run like an extra minute over the uh, the old version, but there are a couple new scenes in there. Uh, but uh, let's see. So I don't remember where I was going with talking about the director's cut. Well, but, that it'll be able to play at the theater. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, right. So like, if they really, like if there's this big turnout and it looks like there's a lot of interest in this what i want to do is pitch the theater and say hey look you know how'd you like to just run this for a week i don't care you don't have to give me any money for it just take it and run it charge people whatever you want to get in you know what's it cost to get in a movie these days 10 bucks for a 2d and 15 for a 3d or something like that right and i think usually the cost is because they have to you know pay all these royalties and things to the the people who produce the movie if they're being handed a movie for free can you imagine how much traffic they would get they get good traffic especially if the buzz you know almost nothing and they would still make a killing so i I really hope that uh, right i'd be i mean if you i don't think you would have a problem with it right like no 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 problem if i go to this theater owner and and say, hey, look, you know, look at this big crowd. Th- these people are going to talk about this film. We can get him that director's cut that week. You know, it's going to be done this weekend, supposedly. And the pin- finishing touches are being put on it right now. Hand him that director's cut and say, hey, look, man, you set the price, say five bucks a ticket. 
that's not that's not bad for a you know full length movie to go to the movie theater and, right. and watch. And, not and only- he collects all five of it. Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it should be rewarded. But also, I want as many people as possible, not only to be introduced to the ideas of liberty if they haven't already, but for the locals here in Keene, I think it's a, yeah. a really special event because the Keene police are part of the, the stars, you know? Yes, and, and who, you invited them, by the way, to the Personal premiere. invitations, yes. Uh, Very fancy. You took a lot of time with this, <laughs> and uh, you went there and delivered them yesterday. Right, and so I want folks to be able to know what their police are up to and what they do on a daily basis and what kind of peaceful people they attack. Um, yep. Yeah, and so I did take the time yesterday to personally invite uh, 16 members of the Keene police. Of course, they were all invited verbally, but uh, I... I gave written invitations to 16 members, all of the arresting officers, and then some some who helped. <laughs> and uh, they they included you know glitter glue and some uh, sparkly donut stickers. Where did you get those? It was all over different stores in Keene. I had to, to <laughs> bounce around a couple of different places to find all of the the tools that I needed. But I had some help from different activists, uh, James Cleveland and uh, Johnson from Free Talk Live, uh, mm-hmm. both helped in the creation of these. Um, beautiful invitations, and I was able to hand-deliver a personal invitation to Fintan P. Moore Jr., one of the biggest stars Who, of the film. He is the probably the prime antagonist uh, in the film. I think it's a toss-up between between him and the court security officer, Ron Dusevich. Right. I would say they're the his, two His invitation heavies. included a special shiny, glittery pink bow. <laughs> so I, think, I think he really appreciated it. All right, and you got footage of that too. Oh yeah, it's it's on uh, my YouTube channel, Freeman TV Raw, FR three three Man TV Raw. Uh, I hope you cut it up into something else. Now that you've got a fancy new laptop to do some editing, that's there's, right. There's just too many videos on there. It's impossible oh my gosh, for somebody yeah. to go and surf through all that. Eight five five four fifty free. Are you a liberty activist or enthusiast looking to meet others like you? Do you want to advance capitalism, peace, and freedom, but aren't sure how? I'm Amanda Mill, Executive Director of Liberty on the Rocks, encouraging supporters of a free society to host Happy Hour. Activism and education doesn't need to be boring, and you can find free market friends. So start a Liberty on the Rocks network near you and begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the uh, features on the site there. They are completely free. So uh, head over there, and you can enjoy things like the bulletin board system, wherein you can get access to interacting with other Free Talk Live listeners all completely free. So head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. And if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to know about SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients as well. So SACL CAI, check them out via their banner, at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. So once again, that's freetalklive.com, 855-450-FREE. Again, toll-free number here tonight. You can bring up anything. We've got huge news about jury nullification, a major success story uh, that we're going to tell you about here in a moment. But we started out the show tonight because, you know, 
we might get lost in a variety of different topics later on uh, in the evening. Things You never know where things are going to go with Free Talk Live, with people calling in about anything, and things always go off the rails in, in a lot of cases. So I wanted to make sure that we had a chance to talk about your movie, Derek J., because this is going to be your last night on the air for the at least immediate future. You're going to be back at some Aww. point, certainly. Uh, but uh, you're about ready to continue the Exile Tour. It technically began a few weeks ago. That's right. It began August 18th in Washington, D.C., and I had to come back to uh, the Shire to finish up some community service that was hanging over my head. So if I didn't do that, I would be back in jail. Yeah, that's no good. And you had a 540-day uh, jail sentence hanging over your head as yeah, well. Yeah, so. I don't really want that. So yeah, exactly. I, I came. I finished it today. Yep, you've in been fact, working full-time at that yep, community kitchen. Eight hours a day, five days a week. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's finally over. And uh, as of just an hour ago. What was better? Was the jail kitchen better or the community kitchen better? The, the community kitchen was, was <laughs> way, way, way better. Yeah, of course. Because I, I, I wasn't constantly facing the threat of, of like solitary confinement, yeah. for example. <laughs> I could just go outside whenever I wanted. Sure. There were windows. <laughs> There's That's a big true. Difference. You don't get any windows at the jail kitchen. Yeah. Uh, so you're heading back to D.C. That's right. Yes. I'm and, g- and is that right away? Like coming up this t- week? You're Tuesday. Going back. I'm okay. taking, a, taking a train. No stops. Not going to Philly. Not saying hello to family. Just going right to D.C. You visited the family after you got out of jail. So you've already that. been down there. And then you yep. came you came back up here. And uh, we've been great. You know, grateful to have you here for a, at least a few weeks on the show. Um, and you're going down to D.C. to work uh, as, I guess, as a paid staff member on yeah. Adam versus the Man with that's Adam right. Kokesh. Yep, that's right. I'm going to be working with Adam Kokesh and the rest of his uh, Adam versus the Man staff, producing a 20 minute, five day a week comedy news show. So Hold on, 20 minutes every day. Yeah, five days a week. That's a huge project. It's a big deal, man. And uh, so I'm going to be in charge of the writing team. And, you know, I had some experience doing a five-minute podcast that was a a news type show, but it wasn't comedy news. Right. Um, I did some other work with Shire TV, or uh, which was Freaking TV at the time. And so now I'm ready to launch into the next big project and I couldn't be more thrilled. So I've gotten a That's lot exciting. of help, a lot of uh, contacts already from people who are interested in participating. For those who are interested in participating, my email to uh, you know, if you want to write uh, your send me your resume if you're interested in writing for this, mm-hmm. is Derek at AdamVersusTheMan.com Okay. All right, so what's the plan there? I mean, is how long is that going to last? Because you've got a year in exile from yep. the Shire, and you are planning still to tour around the country, yes? I am, yep. I've, uh, I won't be working weekends, and since I'll be paid, I'll be able to travel on the mm-hmm. weekends, and that's a really sweet gig. So I plan on making visits throughout the you know uh, mid-Atlantic region, mm-hmm. uh, while that's pretty easy for me to access while I'm living in D.C. So you're planning so- to drive to those uh, those locations rather than... Yes, yeah, I'll be able to. I probably won't be driving personally, but I'll be taking transportation, agorist cabs or something. And so I will still be highlighting the activism of others in the general vicinity. I've signed on, uh, made a commitment for a four-month project. Okay. So I'll be working on this project for four months. So basically the rest of the year at least then. Right. I do anticipate that the project will continue with or without me. It's Mm -hmm. a really promising project. It's, It's sure to be hilarious. And I know that a lot of folks will enjoy uh, seeing a libertarian sort of daily show. So uh, that's what I'm going to be working on in the near future, the foreseeable future. And 
then after that, I'll be kicking off the Exile tour with uh, hopefully high some, gear. Yep, it's I'm going to be traveling all across the country. I've already Great. got a lineup of places to uh, travel around the South and the West Coast, so I can't wait to get started. Oh, that's so exciting! Is Kokesh going to be the anchor of the comedy show, or do you have someone else in mind? Yes, Adam will be doing the uh, host role of the uh, newscast. It's a newscast to accompany his podcast. So during the day, he'll be doing the podcast, and during that time, I'll be putting together the day's script because it has to be relevant, has to be yesterday's, you know, the, the news that just happened. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I will be producing that while he's doing the podcast, and then come five o'clock, they're going to start uh, rolling, and I'll, I'll go home and they'll uh, do their newscast. And so it's so going to cool. be almost live. Uh, you know, it's going to be uploaded like right away. Straight to YouTube. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a really wow. exciting project, and I hope that uh, people tune in to enjoy it, and it's sure to be full of laughs. All right, so uh, so as you are on the road doing your various different things that you have planned, there will be a couple different ways at least for people to keep in touch with you online. One, uh, I would imagine, libertyontour.com. Yep, that's where I'll be blogging about uh, the activism of others that I'm highlighting uh, while I'm on the Exile Tour, libertyontour.com. I also have my personal blog, livefreeordance.com. Now, what's the new Derek J. Freeman one? You just got this URL, right? Yeah, that's my personal digital business card, so to speak. Okay. So if folks are like, hey, I want to get in touch with that Derek guy, he, he does fun projects, DerekJFreeman.com. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me. It'll so many you. sites. So, like, if somebody went to DerekJFreeman.com, would they be able to link to all the of other the sites? other sites? Yep, absolutely. Perfect. So it just unites them all under one banner. So if you've heard me say something about, oh, what's that leave free or dance thing? Go to DerekJFreeman.com, right. and you'll be able to see all of the projects that I'm working on currently, Perfect. and the ones that I've worked on in the past. If like you all your see. posts on FreeKeen.com. Absolutely. Instance. Yep. All, right. all of that's linked there. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And of course, you know, uh, open invitation. Please stay in touch with Free Talk Live. Yay! Give us a call, you know, whenever you feel it's appropriate to let us know what you're up to. Obviously, you know, we're big fans. Yay! So. I'd be delighted. Thanks. Right, let's go to the phones here and talk to Mike. He's listening in Iowa. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek J, and Allie. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Derek J, uh, that opening of... That opening interview in uh, the Victim of Crimes Free movie was very important. I rewound that and watched that three or four times before I watched the rest of the movie. Uh, when that, um, when you got your suspended sentence, and that basically kind of hobbled your ability to take part in activism. I mean, did you feel a sense of defeat, or were you deflated in some some sense, or did it just harden your resolve to uh, find different ways? And and you're just how did you change things up, and what would you do different? if you discovered the Free State Project today and wanted to take part in it? Wow, great question, Mike. Uh, first of all, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed the film. And yeah, when I got the suspended sentence, initially that was a tough hit because I'm used to doing civil disobedience activism. I got really almost addicted to the... the saying no to authority mm. figures. And uh, if you want to hold through, I yeah, hang on, answer Mike. more can, of that question. We can bring it back here in a moment with uh, more with Derek J. and Ali's here as well. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Of course, you can bring up anything you want. You don't just have to talk about Derek J. Uh, tonight, although he is interesting. Uh, more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are on the site there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including the webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact because the cam is free. And it's right there. The chat room is built into the same page. So head over to cam.freetalklive.com and you can do all those things on the house. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And uh, we're here tonight, as we always are, to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. We've been talking about Derek J and his activism, which has been so, I think, for a lot of people, inspirational. At least that's what I hope. I know for me it has been. Uh, but uh, you can go to victimlesscrimespree.com and see what he did his first year in New Hampshire. And the reason you moved here was because of the Free State Project. Sure was. was. Because of this concept that is more than just an idea now. This is reality. This is it's a proof of concept. It has become real. This idea of moving thousands of like-minded liberty-oriented people all to the same place. We're still on the very beginning cusp of this. And I've been here 6 years now. Uh the two of you, Derek, over a year, what year and a half? Uh, yep. you've you've lived in New Hampshire. Ali, coming up on your first year. When when did you move? It was uh, August right 20th. Up. Okay, so you've you've passed your first year. So mm-hmm. congratulations on that. Thanks. Uh but uh you know, you guys are relatively new here. It's still the beginning. We're still in the very beginning of this. It's only over a thousand people that have uh, that are here now as part of the Free State Project. We want to get that number to twenty thousand. There are twelve thousand five hundred people who have pledged to make the move over at freestateproject.org. And if you, you know, if you haven't heard enough about this yet to to prove it to you, we have more proof coming up uh, later on in the show tonight. Huge news coming out of New Hampshire regarding jury nullification. A story that you're probably not going to hear anywhere else. In fact, I know you're not going to hear it anywhere else. And we'll tell you about that here in a little bit. Mike is on the line with us. But again, you can go to freestateproject.org. If you love liberty and you're willing to actually do something about it to achieve it in your lifetime, you've got to get together with others who think like you do. So go to freestateproject.org. As we go back to Mike listening uh, in Iowa. Now, Mike, you're back on Free Talk Live. You, You had a question for Derek J. Can you recap that question briefly? Sure. I, my question is, Derek, if you, knowing what you know now, if you discovered the Free State Project today, what kinds of things would you do different and how would you change your activism in New Hampshire? Interesting question. Yeah, and, and thank you for the question, Mike. Well, I still believe that civil disobedience is the way to achieve freedom in my lifetime, uh, simply because I refuse to act as my own jailer and adjust my behavior based on the threats of bullies in costumes but um, it has encouraged me to work smarter in some ways because, of course, on any given day, at any given moment, you have all of the options in the world of what to be doing. And so I'm a little more wise to what the consequences will be uh, if I choose a particular course of action. And so, you know, I every, everyone has their uh, limit of, you know, do you want to register your corporation? Do you want to pay taxes? Do you want to get a driver's license? 
those types of things. Um, so I, I say it's a personal choice for everyone. And, you know, you have to make what decision is smartest for you uh, following your own rational self-interest. But for me, I'm going to be focusing on media right now because that's a much safer type of activism. And it's still um, able to reach you know, tons of people are able to be reached uh, through different media outlets like radio and um, YouTube videos. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on because there's a lot less chance of arrest. If you'd known the extent of the aggression that that came from your civil disobedience, would you have like, if you could, you know, see a crystal ball and know what was going to happen, would you have held back or would you still go full force? Uh, that's, that's a really tough question. I mean, there's, there's really no way of, of telling. I, I did, I did what I did and, uh, that, that, those were the decisions that I thought were the smartest at the time. So I really can't look back and say I would have done anything differently. Um, it's impossible to say. Well, I think that, you know, being on the outside observing this and having some experience doing civil disobedience myself, having been arrested, I think it was four times in, in one year, um, in 2010, uh, you, if you stack those charges up, it gets worse. And if there's one takeaway, I think, at least from my observation of what you you went through, was that I think that if you look individually at each incident, had you just want, done one thing, gone to court, you know, taken that all the way through to its end and then gotten out and done something else later on after that, the, you know, the, the, the heavy, kind of heavy-handed factor, the, the, the brutality almost of it all, wouldn't necessarily have become as transparent uh, or as obvious, rather. And uh, because you ended up having, what would, what did it end up being, 14 charges uh, stacked at once yeah, 11. over nine years and uh, possibly uh, being held in a cell, that's when the, the real weight kind of comes crashing down on you, the realization that, oh man, you know, what have I gotten myself into here? Yeah, those were uh, some scary times. But, it's not uh, that you again, regretted what you did, but uh, maybe stretching things out in the future would have been, uh, you know, made it made it go a little smoother, perhaps. But then again, you don't always get to pick when you get arrested. Right. And then the victimless crime spree wouldn't have happened. And who knows? Time is still going to reveal how many people this is going to impact because oh, sure. the civil disobedience happened in such quick succession. So, you know, time is still going to tell on that, Mike. All right. Yeah. And I did. I realized that it just it's sort of just all hit you i mean that didn't take very long to go from zero to 100 for you and that, that that was a great movie though i appreciate you talking to me hey thanks so much thanks mike appreciate the call tonight at uh, 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line and i love how you kind of you know you you've kept positive through the whole experience and i think that's the most important thing that you can do that's one of the things i did when i went into jail was i had a positive mindset the moment i walked in there and I ended up having a positive experience throughout the entire time there. Now, thankfully, we're in Cheshire County, New Hampshire, where the jail is actually run by a guy who's a member of law enforcement against prohibition, who is probably one of the more compassionate jail wardens that you're going to come across. So it's it's of all the places to go to jail, probably one of the best ones. That's true. Uh, location that. location was very important. This jail is a is a cozy one uh, by comparison to uh, other jails from what I heard from the inmates. Yeah. But also, attitude is everything. And I know that's a cliche, but pick a good one. You know, it, it makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're coming at things uh, from that positive perspective, uh, it does make a difference, not just in your own uh, outlook and how you feel, but also in the effect that you have on others. I mean, you were visited a number of times by activists who were able to physically come to the jail to see you. And... 
everybody always commented on how you know bright you were and how you know happy that you seemed even though you were in jail and i think that that infects people you know a lot of times if you come to a jail you're seeing somebody who's down and out you know they're not feeling good and that is going to infect the people that are coming to see you instead people walk out feeling good about you and the situation that you're in and it reminds me of uh, you know a question that I was asked when I was in jail is you know was it worth it and what I'm hearing from you is that it sounds like it was because as you said the victimless crime spree would not have been possible meaning the movie uh, and all of whatever publicity and hubbub and uh, you know talk on the internet that's that's surrounding this film, uh, and maybe that's just begun. Who knows? Maybe it'll really hit its stride at some point, and you know we'll break big. It's only got twenty thousand views thus far, and I consider that good. But who knows? I mean, it could hit the right websites and spring up to millions of views. You never know what's going to happen with with something that goes viral. And uh, so none of that would have been possible had you not done what you did. And you really did take the lemons that uh, life was giving you and you've made lemonade out of it. Yeah. And that was all possible because of a positive attitude, but also because of the uh, encouragement and support of the activists uh, with whom I've associated in the shire uh, you know because i moved here if i had done the victimless crime spree in philadelphia forget about it i would be some nobody wasting away in a jail for that's right for years and so the the location has made a difference uh, just as much as attitude 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line and the other thing you don't know and you can get a taste of it while you're in jail because wonderful people will take the time to write you like through mailtojail.com which by the way you can go to mailtojail.com one of our friends Ademo Freeman is currently in jail he was on uh, after you left the show on Tuesday nights while you were in jail he was on Tuesday nights <laughs> and he is now in jail uh, for wire ridiculous wiretapping charges which we talked about in detail recently but you can go to mailtojail.com you can write to Ademo and it makes a big difference but you get that taste of people who are saying wow you know you've inspired me to move to New Hampshire sooner and uh, when you hear that from a few people, you know there are more people who are thinking it and more people who are you know, taking action that didn't take the time to write you a mail to give, them, to give you a heads up. So you're always having a bigger impact than you even realize. 855-450-FREE. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two. Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features on the site completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. Like the show? Well, you want to help support Free Talk Live? You can do that. You can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 per month, though we are talking about changing that. There's a poll up right now. On our Facebook page, if you go to facebook.freetalklive.com, uh, Mark call, called me up today out of the blue and said, hey, apparently the dollar has lost 50% of its value in the last five years or something like that. And it sounded like an unbelievable claim. I don't know if it's true. But uh, certainly 
prices have gone up. I mean, the price of gas, price of food, things are not going down in price in certain areas. And uh, there's no doubt that the dollar has devalued. It's interesting when people talk about the value of the dollar going up and down, because all I think about is how many dollars it take me to pay for the things I buy. Mm-hmm. I never think about the dollar having value besides just as a tool to get things I need. So when people say that, you know, the dollar is less valuable, it's kind of like, so it's not just about things getting more expensive. It's about the currency, which American citizens are bound to. Our labor is, you know, the what backs up the debt behind it. But those things right. getting more expensive is the most obvious indicator right. that the dollar is becoming worth less over time. And uh, he pointed this out, and then he, you know, pointed out that the Free Talk Live AMP program has not, ex- uh, you know, risen in price at all. And he suggested that we uh, remove the three dollar a month AMP and and just just keep the other three. So, like we have, when you go to amp.freetalklive.com, if you want to support Free Talk Live, there's three, five, ten, and twenty five. And he suggested just getting rid of the three dollar a month AMP and and just kind of moving to five dollars as the minimum amount. Uh, and he, you know, he made a decent pitch for it, uh, suggesting that. First of all, it costs way more money than I expected to run our website. I you know, was not used to having to spend significant amount of dollars every single month just to continue developing and fixing things with the website. With the new site that we launched a couple of years ago, that's been something I've had to do. Uh, and then on top of that... $5 isn't that much more than 3 and Free Talk Live gets more out of the $5. So, like, there's a, you know, when PayPal takes a fee out, they take a 30-cent fee out of every transaction plus something like 3%. So, you know, you lose that 30 cents. So, if you're losing 30 cents off of $3, that's more significant than losing it off of $5, for instance. So, you, you get more of, percentage-wise, the money at a $5 rate. So, the, thus far, the results on the, poor have been, uh, the poll have been overwhelming uh, towards, go ahead, cut the $3 off the seems like the only downside would be that we might look greedy for doing it i don't think so i mean i remember the original pitch was you can buy you know, it's price of a cup of coffee but now a price of a cup of coffee at starbucks is like five dollars so is that you could, right you could still say that yeah, if you get I, a if you get a big one yeah i, w- I would say that uh, at the five dollar level people are a little more committed to you know keep being a part of the the station and keeping it alive there's uh there's something more real about a five dollar Bill, you know, just picturing the Lincoln instead of the uh, the, the piddly Washingtons. All right. Uh, we'll see what, how it turns out. You can go to the Facebook page at facebook.freetalklive.com and you can cast your vote on that there. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. Tonight, let's go to Steve. He's listening in Boston. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. I just wanted to first off say uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of the videos you guys have posted on uh, YouTube. They're, they're really great and really... Uh, that's what really got me interested in, got me following you guys in the first place. Cool. Um, so I w- wanted to call in, I don't know if you have time, but about two things. One is, um, I follow you guys a bit on Facebook, so one is I wanted to kind of answer one of your guys' questions. But I wanted to, the, the main reason I wanted to call in was, um, I was encouraged by, I guess, one of uh, your your members that I should call in about uh, a comment about September 11th, uh, I just said on your Facebook page, 9-11, blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of wanted to understand, like... You're bit, getting a little muffled there. I don't know if you're moving away oh, from I'm your sorry. phone. Can, can you hear me? Yep, I'm that's much better. That's my AC. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of get a little bit more of a perspective about, you know, the, the understanding from where you, where you come from, being that I, I do agree with you on a lot of issues. And um, So you're asking about the, the, the Twitter uh, statement that was made earlier this week? Um, yeah, the Facebook one, yes. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was something that I hooted out during the show on both Twitter and Facebook at the same time, and it was uh, in reference to a 9-11 conspiracy theorist uh, who called into the program, and it was, uh, you know, kind of a level of frustration with hearing the same old conspiracy theory. It's been a decade now that we've been hearing yeah. these uh, these theories. And I'm also sick and tired of uh, any 9-11 uh, references, personally. I mean, just whether it's the conspiracy theorists or the sort of the maudlin, uh, you know, crying reflection kind of, uh, oh, you know, let's look back and let's keep thinking about this uh, this event. I would personally just rather move forward, talk about things that are relevant to today, the stuff that's happening now, rather than focus on uh, the past. I mean, it's not to say that history is irrelevant certainly it is but this is a particular historical event that does not have a defined uh you know story like i don't believe the government story and i don't believe the conspiracy crowd stories because there's a bunch of different versions of it so really it's just uh, i you know i tweeted that based on just frustration of the the topic i think it's i think it's old yeah okay yeah i just wanted to ask that because you know out of curiosity and the other thing that I, i wanted to comment on is you had asked on uh, on Facebook at some point uh, in the last couple of days how best to bring a liberal person on board with ideas of liberty, um, and I want to you know kind of say you know a, a lot of people you know may have the same beliefs that you us about. I'm sorry, you're muffled again. I don't know what uh, what's I'm, going on. I'm with sorry. That. Uh, is, is that better? That's much better. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a lot of a lot of people I see that have the same beliefs as us and and. Do believe in the constitutional rights, but they they don't they they, they basically feel like what can I do because they're just one person thinking that you know one person can make a difference, but you're one person and your video alone made a difference because it got my attention. Then I showed your videos to other people and thank you multiple other people attention, you know, and you know the best way for in my opinion, you know, to encourage anybody listening to get your voice heard if, if, you, if you're a strong constitutionalist or you believe in, you know, standing up for your rights the way, the way you do, is, is really just try and educate yourself a little bit on, on, you know, what you can do, you know, as far as videotaping police and all the nonsense they do about arresting people with wiretapping because you're videotaping them. And just always be polite and try and just educate yourself on what you can do and try and push the limits as far as civil disobedience go to the point that you're not doing anything illegal, but that it just shows the police in the wrong. I think those are great suggestions. I think they're good suggestions, but I'd recommend you do it in New Hampshire where you actually have a quality group of, uh, of activists that care about other people who are doing similar things uh, that are, that are willing to kind of get behind you as long as you're not a psycho and, yeah. uh, you know, I think that that's a really important factor. I really hesitate to recommend anybody do anything civilly disobedient. And I know you said to be careful, but, uh, you know, even just holding a video camera can put you in, in harm's way when it comes to the police all around this country. Yeah. So you even if you're being careful, that doesn't mean you won't get arrested. Uh, so any level of activism, any level of putting your head above the waves and kind of calling attention to yourself by standing up at any amount uh, you know, of frequency is going to likely result in some sort of negative consequence to you. And those consequences yeah. will be amplified in their negativity when you don't have a support network behind you. Like you said, Derek J., yeah. you would not have done these things had you 
remained in Philadelphia. Not in Philadelphia, no way. Even with a population of, what, a million something, two million people or something like That's that right. there? I mean, there should be a bunch of activists. There should be a gr- you know, great group, and there are a handful of them, but there should be a large group of people. You know, We've only got 1.4 million people in this, the whole state of New Hampshire, but the activism yeah. community here is it's unsurpassed, and it's only getting better as more people make the move. So I don't want to say to people, don't do activism where you are, because obviously some people can't leave where they are, and things yeah. need to be done in other places, but man, I wouldn't want to do it anywhere else but here. Yeah, I and it's definitely much more difficult in, in big cities like Boston, New York, the bigger cities. I'm not from Boston originally, but there's definitely, I'm from Connecticut, there's a big difference in just, in general, in the way community people, you know, respond to even an unjust arrest compared to my hometown in Connecticut. Because up here in the big city, you know, people do whatever they want, you know, law enforcement just disregards. It's much more impersonal, uh, at least in my brief experience. uh, Derek J., you would probably be able to comment better on this. I mean, how many times... Obviously, you lived in a certain neighborhood. Some officers are assigned to a certain neighborhood. But, you know, how often were you encountering the same police officers in in Philly? Uh, Never. I I, I went to... I I lived in the neighborhood of Philadelphia. The police loved to hang out there because nothing bad ever happens. (laughs) And uh, I went to some bad neighborhoods, of course, to find weed and other things. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's a necessity. And uh, they would pull over and ask me, like... Hey, is is everything all right? What are you doing in this neighborhood? So, yeah, no, the police would never be the same uh, anytime I encountered them. Right, yeah, and and you can't build a relationship that way. And I think that's uh, yeah. and thanks for the call, Steve. I appreciate hearing from you. So, you know, you've got literally in in a city like that, hundreds if not a thousand or over a thousand police officers, maybe even far more than that. Uh, you can't know who they are. You can't. Uh, they don't even know each other. Yeah, yeah. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. You take control. Hour two's next. Free talk live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 855-450-FREE is the SACL-CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the program. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you will find on the site. You actually can control the content 
of the uh, the website, you can do that by submitting show prep to it, as we call it. Show prep can be anything. It can be a news item. It can be blog post, a YouTube video, whatever you think our listeners will enjoy and what you think the hosts will enjoy as well. Because, well, sometimes we get our show prep from our own website because of listeners like you taking the time to put it there for us to see. You do that by going to freetalklive.com and then just click Submit Show Prep. And then you can add whatever you want to the site. It then appears on the upcoming stories page, which is uh, sort of the initial queue where stories appear. And they must receive a certain number of votes to be promoted off of the upcoming stories page and make it to the front page of the site. So go to freetalklive.com to get involved there. With you in the studio this evening, it's Ian. Derek, Jay. And Allie. All right. So uh, we'll, of course, take your calls about anything you want. I mentioned in the last hour that we have some huge, huge news to talk about. This is probably... I don't know. This is some of the most exciting news that in recent memory, at least as far as like news news. Obviously, there's always activism kind of news and like exciting things that the activists are doing. And we were talking about Derek J's victimless crime spree in the last hour. You can see that, by the way, at victimlesscrimespree.com. It's a feature length documentary all about Derek's first year of activism here in New Hampshire. So, you know, there's always that kind of like activism news, but this is big news any way you slice it. And it's about jury nullification. Now, I don't know if you happen to have the story pulled up, Derek yes. Jay, uh, but if you'd like to tell us about it, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm re- reading this from Reason.com. Yeah, they, uh, I think they broke the news about it today. Right. This is the, the reason that this really excited me is because I know the lawyer, uh, not, t- not too well personally, but the lawyer who represented a man in a pot growing case was representing... Weed Claws not long ago, one of our one of our own activists in the Shire, mm-hmm. a New Hampshire jury today acquitted a man who grew pot. He grew pot. It's true, and the uh, the people who were on the jury knew it. They may have uh, believed that he was totally guilty of the crime, and yet they acquitted him anyway in a thing that is called jury nullification. The lawyer who represented the man, um, his whose name is Mark Sisti. It's the one who represented Rita Claus before. <laughs> that deserves some applause. I mean, that's just it's, it's huge. tremendous that a jury has done this. It's right. great news. So the man was a New Hampshire resident and also a Rastafarian. What does it he, he mean is. to be a Rastafarian? It's a I think of Jamaica. He, he, right. It's, uh, about it's fairly popular down the, there. The red, it. yellow, and green flag and a lot of uh, cannabis smoking is uh, part of the religion. I, I, don't, I don't actually know, but those are the uh, impressions that Maybe I get Maybe there's flags. a Rasta in our audience who could call in and enlighten us as to the, the tenets, uh, the dogma, if you will, of the Rastafarian religion at 855-450-FREE. We can always go to Wikipedia, but may, you know, if you're out there, we'd love to hear from you. Gosh, I hope so. But this man, he's 59 years old. His name is Doug Darrell. And the jury not only acquitted him, you know, that could happen with just one juror saying, uh, yo, yeah, I don't, th- you no, know, I don't think this guy's guilty. Oh, what? Well, you can't get an acquittal with one jury. You can only get a hung jury. Okay, if you yeah. don't have, if you don't Misspoke. have, this is what makes this so, so newsworthy. It was unanimous. It was unanimous. Therefore, he was acquitted. Had it just been one or two jurors who, you know, held their ground, it would have been a hung jury. Then the prosecutor can bring the charges back. They can get a new jury impaneled and they can start the trial all over from scratch. If you actually get an acquittal, it's done. Double jeopardy if they bring those charges back. So this is awesome news. It's so huge, especially because the governor, uh, John Lynch, the governor of New Hampshire, um, he's always vetoed the uh, marijuana bills whenever something yeah, comes up. what a jerk. Yeah, but he also did, 
earlier this year sign a bill saying that in criminal proceedings, yada, 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 people can bring up jury nullification. Because before, it wasn't very clear. The judge would explain to the jury, you know, you have to follow the facts of the law. You right. know, you have to, if, if evidence is brought forward, you have to weigh that against the law. And uh, it really left no room for people's conscience. And so this this um, judge was a little bit different. So I have to give Mark Sisti part of the credit. I have to give the um, Rastafarian dude some credit. But I really want to hand it to the judge for making it clear to these um, these jury members that they are able to uh, weigh in on their own conscience and actually agree with this man. This, the judge, what he said, and the, it's in the article, the reason piece here, so we'll share it with you. But the instructions this judge gave the jury, I was shocked I couldn't believe this. They they passed this jury nullification law, which allows the jury to be informed about the right to nullify the law. But the way the, the law is written, it's confusing. I don't have the, the law itself in front of me right now, but it's, it's this kind of nebulous-sounding, legalese-laden description of nullification. It's right, like, they might as well not even be saying any words. Right. I mean, it would only be interpret- you know, interpretable by an attorney, somebody that's trained in understanding legalese, the way this law is written. But what this judge said in the court to the jury, was it was plain English. He really made it clear. I have the quote here. The judge's name is James O'Neill, and he instructed the jury that, quote, even if you find the state has proven each and every element of the offense charged beyond a reasonable doubt, you may still find the defendant not guilty. Beautiful. If you have a conscience, uh, conscientious feeling that a not guilty verdict would be f- a fair result in this case. I mean, doesn't get more clear than that. It was oh. crystal clear, although apparently the jury actually had to have it read back to them twice. Well, uh, it may have been a, a, a Maybe they were shocked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand from someone who's had jury duty in New Hampshire that they show you these videos, mm-hmm. not even just the judge's persona, how he dis- it describes a the process. They actually have a video that they show you, and it basically says, you know, the opposite of what jury nullification is about. It says right. it's not about your conscience. It's about the facts of the, the case. Law. It's about the law. Yeah. And I think the jury really did take their conscience into consideration, comparing uh, or contrasting rather with the jury who uh, accused or I guess convicted a demo. I don't really know what you would would call what a what a jury decides on. Um, but they were in session. They were meeting for less than an hour. This jury deliberated for six hours, and that was on Wednesday afternoon and part of Thursday morning. Um, and had to twice hear the explanation of jury nullification again. So it really seemed like they were you know grappling with this idea of like well hey guys I, this guy's definitely guilty yeah. should, should we let him go like should, gosh should we what do we do <laughs> well i'm thrilled because this yeah. is this is humanity standing up for each other you know this is like human beings saying yeah I, if i were in that man's shoes i would want to be let free and and i don't think he did anything wrong and you know if he was my neighbor i would stand up for him too you know that sort of thing so this is really encouraging i'm glad to see that there's a jury uh, that's so courageous and, and willing to stand up for peaceful individuals who are growing pot. That is really exciting. And I hope, uh, you know, other judges see what this judge did and hopefully follow his lead. I mean, I feel like there's sort of a pressure, you know, there's a society which the judges and the bailiffs and the police are part of right. and that that's what keeps them from, you know, talking about during nullification because it's not very good for revenue to for their Certainly process not. to do that. And, you know, maybe if... 
since you know this one judge was willing to do it, that maybe we'll start seeing changes in that culture. I don't know what it takes. Uh, you know how you. I don't know if you can legislate jury instructions. I don't think that you can. I think that's something the judges come up with. So I don't know. You know the internal proceedings of how the system figured these these things out, but. That would be an awesome like default jury instruction to have every judge in New Hampshire have to actually say that to a jury would in be, plain English. Yeah, would be incredible. It, it to sure see would that happen, and it really this shows that when people are told that they can judge the mer- merits of a law against their own conscience, that bad laws just cease to exist. I mean, they don't have the effect that uh, law has when judges inform a jury, you have to follow every tenet of this law as it is written right. by the bureaucrats a hundred years ago. I mean, that stuff obviously isn't relevant to the jury anymore, and so they're uh, able to act on their own conscience. It's thrilling. I it really is. like how it's a freedom of religion case, too, how that's sort of been warped into that by the Rastafarian thing. True, although to some extent, you know, that might give you an out if you were busted for marijuana, but it would be nice to see a straight-up case, like somebody who's like, yeah, I just use this because, you know, I like it. Baby steps. To see something happen in a, in a case like that as well. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. I actually have a statement from one of the jurors here in a moment. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features waiting for you there. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show their listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com takes you there, and if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. I want to tell you about BitInstant. Uh, it is your solution to getting Bitcoins for the first or the tenth time or however many times you need to get them. They are there for you, and you can do it any time. Uh, that, that over 700,000 locations across the U.S., Russia, and Brazil are open. I've gotten them as late as uh, you know 9 o'clock at night at a, uh, at a CVS location. You can use bit, bitinstant.com to get Bitcoins. But wait a minute. What are Bitcoins? Well, if you don't know yet, you probably should take the you know two minutes it'll take to go to weusecoins.org and to uh, watch the introduction video there. Now, you're probably going to want to learn more once you, uh, once you see that, but it, it'll only take you a couple minutes to, uh, to get the pitch. And Bitcoins are a decentralized, free market, open source currency. It is not marketed by some corporation. It is not a government-backed enterprise. In fact, the government can't touch Bitcoins. And that's one of the things that makes them so useful and so valuable is that it's your money. You are in total control of it. 
It's an amazing product, and you should go to weusecoins.org to learn more. When you learn more about it and you decide you want some, uh, because it seems to me that the price of them is probably going to go up over time as they become more useful and more valuable, which they are, uh, you can go to bitinstant.com and get your Bitcoins with cash. Bitinstant.com. As we go to the phones here, uh, we've been talking about jury nullification. We've got Jason Talley on the line, who is uh, an advocate of uh, jury nullification. Jason, good evening, sir. Good evening. Hey, Ali and uh, Derek and Ian. Are you on a speakerphone or a headset or something like that? Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Google Voice. Can oh, okay. You hear me okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Just uh, just was curious about what the connection was. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I know you were calling to correct something that uh, was said a few moments ago. So, go ahead and throw the correction out. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm excited, just like you are, about the uh, big uh, nullification victory here in New Hampshire. It's uh, the only state that uh, it's it's in a law like that. But uh, Derek mentioned that the Mark Sissy represented. Um, um, our good friend uh, Wiedeklaus, Bob Constantine, and that's not the case. Uh, Mark Sisti represented uh, Patricia Smith and actually lost that case. Ah, uh, um, yes. And uh, and and I actually uh, uh, saw him, uh, you know, defend it. I was there covering the story, and uh, I wasn't all that impressed with uh, Sisti. I'm glad he did a much better job in this uh, this recent case. But of course, it's much easier with this new law in place. But Bob Constantine deserves all the credit for his uh, jury nullification victory um, when the court uh, found him, uh, they found him guilty of possession, but not of manufacturing. That's a, that's a big distinction. So, but uh, yeah, Bob did a really good job defending himself there. And uh, he initially was being represented by, of all people, the uh, current speaker of the House, Bill O'Brien, uh, early on. But uh, Bob dropped him and then represented himself uh, at the end there. And he did a great job. I was there for uh, most all of his trial when he was defending himself in the growing charges. And it was kind of a partial nullification in Bob's case because the jury, as you mentioned, didn't convict him of the felony. They uh, they convicted him of a possession charge instead. Uh, but it wasn't all the way. And we really wanted to, you know, to see a case go all the way. In this case, it wasn't even, you know, somebody we knew. I didn't, this came out of the blue. I had no idea this uh, this case was developing at all and then we heard about the verdict today from reason.com it's linked to by the way over at freekeen.com if you'd like to take a look at the story uh, it's easy to find there but uh, this was a shocker and uh, well, a really pleasant shocker and one of the the uh, real surprises is it turns out a free state project member yeah. was on the jury wow <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean that's a game changer as well. Yes. You know, I mean, she, uh, you know, she's she doesn't look like uh, any of us. No. Um, you know, uh, she she's she's middle aged and uh, and a woman, and mm-hmm. uh, so got right on that jury and uh, nullified just like the rest of us would want to do. Boom. Yep. Hey, and thank you for the <laughs> correction, Tally TV. I I do sit corrected. Yeah, that's uh, my my memory was shaky on that, but thank you. Now we're actually going to have her, sure. the jury member in question, on the show uh, a little bit later on. But first, I've actually right. got a statement that she's written about her experience on the jury, and she's asked me to read that statement first, and oh, then please. we can ask her questions uh, after that. So we're going to do that. But first, Jason, uh, I asked you off the air to tell us a little bit about a conference that you attended today. Just kind of change gears for a moment. Uh, you went to a secession conference today in Vermont. That's right. The uh, second Vermont Republic. Uh, Vermont was once a republic of their in their own right, and then they uh, joined the Union. And uh, I found out today there's uh, many people that don't want to be part of that union anymore. 
and, uh, and, and for good reason. So um, it was about an hour and a half from where I live here in Grafton, New Hampshire. So um, I was the pool reporter for the uh, Grafton delegation. I went with uh, Emperor Evan and uh, Ambassador Bob, hmm. and uh, we got to meet uh, a bunch of good folks. I would say there's probably about uh, 70 people that showed up at the uh, Montpelier uh, Vermont, the State House there. Wow, cool! And um, there there were speakers and uh, presentations. Um, Time Magazine described the uh, Vermont secession movement as left libertarian, anti big government, anti empire, anti war, with small is beautiful as our guiding philosophy. That's and, beautiful. Uh, I, I couldn't. That's yeah. one thing that I, you know, when you talk about secession, that's one thing that uh, I think a lot of people don't quite understand because they immediately. You know, picture, you know, uh, Civil War or something that it has mm-hmm. to do with, you know, oh, Vermont's going to secede so they can have slavery or something. <laughs> Obviously, that's not the case. And so I love to hear people uh, recognizing secessionists of people who are anti big government. Yeah, well, that's the problem is uh, that uh, this empire is at war and uh, a lot of people in Vermont and uh, uh, myself, you know, want to uh, be at peace. So uh, it, it's hard to do that when. They uh, demand funding and, uh, you know, they, they demand uh, compliance like that. So I, I made a lot of friends today, and I hope to keep in touch with them in the future. And uh, I, I cheer them on, and um, I'm looking forward to um, to more and more talk about independence here in New Hampshire. I think so, too. I mean, that's one of the reasons why uh, Daryl Perry from FPP.cc, myself, and some others formed a political party called the New Hampshire Liberty Party recently, which is a political party that's sole purpose is to advocate for secession and also you know personal independence as well uh but uh you know to really yep. focus on the issue of secession and what inspired me was that in vermont they actually have uh an independence party there or a, a secessionist party that has run candidates in fact i believe their new their uh, lieutenant governor candidate received about five percent of the vote at one point recently so like they've you know they're making an impact i think yeah, and uh, part of their um, platform is that uh, they um, do not believe in the use of political violence. So, um, oh, that's, awesome. that's, definitely, that's definitely something I can uh, support. Fantastic. What, what are their What are their objectives? Like, how are they going to go about doing this? Uh, good question. It's my understanding that they they like the uh, uh, the town meeting model mm-hmm. essentially. So uh, there would still be towns. And um, if a town wanted to uh, secede, I guess it would go uh, to a vote there. I think the more discussion we can have about this issue, the better. As I understand it, there's also another advocacy group that's going to be starting up here after the election in New Hampshire. I forget. It's something about New Hampshire independence. Uh, so we're going to see, I think, the more. Yeah. yeah, I think we're going to see more of this in the future. Thanks, Jason. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. 855-450-FREE. Whether it is uh, Derek J's victimless crime spree or perhaps jury nullification. 
or whatever it is that's on your mind. We've been uh, on, on various different subjects as we normally are. And, of course, uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. You know, we talked about Bitcoin a few moments ago, but uh, as far as investments go, and I'm not an investment advisor, uh, but as far as investments go, I, I've heard that it's a good thing to not put your eggs all in one basket. You know, I think that's a reasonable uh, perspective to come from. You know, you don't want to put everything in one basket and then have things go bad and then you lose everything. So uh, don't leave all your money in Federal Reserve notes, the U.S. dollar. Don't leave all your money in uh, Bitcoin. Don't put all your money in gold and silver, but maybe mix and match. You know, have uh, money in all three different places or beyond that. Uh, but uh, I like Bitcoins, but I also like gold and silver. And if you want to get your hands on some gold and silver, you can do that by going to gold or silver.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com, where you can get handpicked gold and silver pieces by our friends over at Midas Resources. Midas is the company that actually owns the radio syndicate that we're on, so the company that helps us get on other radio stations around the country by doing the technical aspect of things, by sending us up to the satellite and such. Uh, They are owned by a gold dealer, Midas Resources. So you can go to gold.freetalklive.com, and therefore, not only are you going to get a great deal on your gold and silver, but when you buy through gold.freetalklive.com, you're directly helping Free Talk Live at the same time time so uh it's win-win for everybody gold.freetalklive.com uh so at the beginning of this hour we shared with you and derek j you had the story from reason.com yeah there's still more a little more on that if you'd like to uh, to finish that up that'd be great because it's about a jury who apparently just yesterday in new hampshire found a man not guilty they actually acquitted him meaning all 12 jurors voted to acquit this man of cannabis growing charges, which he was clearly guilty of. I mean, the guy's a Rastafarian. He admitted to smoking cannabis. It's his religion. Uh, it's part of his religion. It's a sacrament to uh, to smoke cannabis. And uh, this was the defense that he gave. Look, this is my religion. This is what I do. And I should be able to. And his lawyer essentially said, hey, look, you know, he should be able to. And here's what jury nullification is. And then on top of that, the judge actually talked about jury nullification in the jury instructions, which was, in, in my opinion, and this article I'll share with you in a moment here by one of the jurors bears it out, is the judge's jury instructions are the most important thing that they will hear before they go into deliberation because the guy's in a robe, therefore he's an authority. At least that's what people believe. We all know that he's a man in a robe and he doesn't have any real authority. He just has men with guns who are willing to do what ever he tells them to do and uh, but people believe in authority and until they stop believing in authority then having a judge who actually tells the truth about jury nullification will be very powerful as i'll show you here in a moment but uh, go ahead and finish up the reason piece yeah well sure so one of the things that i think is so interesting about this case is uh you know they tried a bunch of different avenues um to attack the um man daryl who was growing these plants and the National Guard was actually the uh, responsible party who discovered these plants while they were flying a helicopter over his home in Barnstead, New Hampshire. And I think that's absurd, first of all, that the National Guard would be alarmed that there are plants growing. My goodness. And, they probably uh, just wanted to get high and they wanted to go and steal his plants. Yeah. Where, where, where are the growers at? So they, they found him. They found his plants. And uh, he had 15 marijuana plants um and he wasn't slapped with any distribution charges which is i I find interesting because normally when people have a lot of um marijuana on them 
they get a an intent to sell or some sort of huh. distribution charge slapped on top. Um, it didn't happen with Bob Constantine, the uh, Weta Claus case. He didn't get that charge. Okay, well that's that's true. It's happened it, in some other other cases. Uh, around only New when they had a grower uh, grow operation going on, or did they have you know like scales and baggies sitting around too? Because yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes, yeah, the the um, instances that I'm imagining, they were the ones that included baggies and, yeah. and may have had scales. So yeah, I guess that is uh, more cause to believe there is distribution happening. But in this case. The the man Daryl was offered increasingly lenient plea deals. As those of us who have been through the process are aware, this mm-hmm. is going to happen anytime you're facing three to seven years, which is what he was facing. Uh, there, the prosecution is going to offer you, hey, well, you know, just take this uh, misdemeanor, and, right? Well, you won't get any jail time, no fine. You'll just be on probation for three years. No yep. big deal. They just get to come into your house any old time they want to, search anything they want, look through your refrigerator, look through your, you know, your, your wherever, wherever they want to look. And if you, uh, your roommate has a beer in the fridge, then you get to go to jail. Probation is a terrible uh, solution. It's a terrible option for people, and it, people violate it all the time. But yet, if the co- if the prosecutor offers him this deal, and he takes it, he's admitting guilt. Number one, for something that he didn't believe it was wrong, and uh, number two, the prosecutor doesn't have to do any real work. They don't have to present a case. They don't have mm-hmm. to get a conviction because you just gave it to them. Right. And Daryl was so courageous in saying no to each of these plea deals. He kept going and said, no, I'm going to go forward with trial because not only as a part of his religion and he felt that his rights were violated with the uh, helicopter spying on him at his home and and what he's doing with his backyard, Mm -hmm. which is an infringement on his reasonable expectation of privacy. But also he turned the offers down, his lawyer said, because, quote, he didn't think he was guilty of anything. It's a sacrament in his religion. And so I think that's really important that he he held to his principles and and stood by them and if I think only that, more people had them yeah well the the jury can see that i think people can perceive when people uh are quavering or if they're you know have shaky morals or if they're standing on their yeah, morals. for sure and so i think that went a long way in his acquittal so uh i have a statement from one of the jurors ooh, ooh, let's hear it in this case it is the free state project participant herself who was on the juror jury her name is kathleen And here's what she has to say. I don't believe in divine intervention, but providence definitely was in play. To put me in the spot, the enviable spot of a jury seat with a sympathetic defendant accused of growing pot for personal use. Not only was I lucky enough to be placed on that jury, I was lucky to not have held or to not have had previous knowledge of the defendant or the case as it all came down rather close to home. About a mile away from my home, to be more specific. On July 9th, 2009, a military helicopter buzzed and circled the defendant's home, and likely mine as well. Pictures, warrant, search, and seizure ensued. These were the facts laid out before us. There wasn't any conflicting testimony. None. It's pot, he grew it, and he knew it. But not case closed. Attorney Sisti's opening remarks told the story. That's the defense attorney. The facts were only part of the story. The real question was whether a guilty verdict was the just thing to do. Testimony was cut and dried like the evidence. That's, that's a good joke. Uh, closing <laughs> remarks were more impassioned. Attorney Sisti laid out what nullification was for us. The key to the explanation was the difference between must and should in the judge's instructions. The prosecutor's closing arguments were framed to leave the impression that nullification was only for the most extraordinary cases and gave a life-or-death example. 
And these prosecutors are so ridiculous. Uh, Derek J., Allie, were you at the uh, demo trial? Yep. You were there. Uh, there's 90 people there, so it's hard to remember who all was, uh, was there. But uh, these prosecutors and the claims that they make during their closing statements are the most ridiculous appeals to authority the most outrageous uh, claims that they can possibly make that, you know, in a Damos case... This person case, wants to get away with breaking all of the laws. Right, and that's in a Damos case, that's what they were suggesting. They really did. Uh, that, uh, that this person believe- doesn't want you to have any rights. Right. Uh, he doesn't believe the law applies to him uh, in all kinds of It still makes me stuff. laugh. <laughs> so, so it sounds like the prosecutor's uh, claims here were equally uh, ludicrous. Anyway... She says that deliberations began slowly and disorganized. When someone asked if anyone knew about nullification, I gave a brief explanation of it, mentioning the fully, inju- uh, fully informed jury association and that nullification helped end alcohol prohibition. Wow, that's a good thing to bring up. Yep, there was little discussion. The facts of the case and whether intent was clear given the defendant's claim of legal protection for his religious sacramental use of marijuana was discussed. When the search was discussed, I disclosed that I knew where the house was and it was near my home. This earned me an invitation to the judge's chambers, and I'm pleased to say that marble and mahogany were not apparent. His concern was that the jury might be compromised by this information was put before the attorneys and the other jurors. None of this seemed to influence us, so we all went back to deliberating. Close call. So... We'll tell you the rest of her story about what happened in the jury deliberations on this man's case, which is epic. Uh, The jury came back with not guilty. More coming up on the details. It's free talk. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And uh, you can, of course, join us on the air. You can join us online as well over at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site we give to you. So you can get interactive there in a variety of different ways. And if you like the show, you can shop with us. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com. And purchase whatever it is you're looking for because Amazon is linked there. So when you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll find Amazons for the U.S., for the U.K., and for Canada. So you click into the right one for you and get your shopping taken care of. So whatever it is you're looking for, maybe it's a hot new video game or some new book that's coming out. Obviously, those are two pretty popular categories on Amazon. But, you know, they sell baby supplies, camping goods. I mean, all kinds of stuff is there. Everything. In fact... They might even be selling Derek J's victimless crime spree sometime in early 2013 <gasps> on Amazon. That would be badass. I cut the deal today. I uh, oh! One of the things I was working on uh, is uh, there's a DVD deal coming. Uh, the DVD deal, DVD deal is in place. So it's happening. It's moving forward. We've got to get this you know, distribution company some DT, you know, We've got to get them the master DVD and we've got to get them some stuff. right? We've got to get them artwork and all the stuff that goes into making a physical, real-life version of Derek J's victimless crime spree. Ah! But, uh, oh, the, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my yeah, God. the deal's been signed. So we are moving in that direction. And it'll be a DVD of the director's cut uh, edition of the film. And it's going to be cheap, too. Nine ninety-five is going to be the, the manufacturer's suggested uh, retail price. Boom! 
Boom. Yeah, That's so an affordable DVD. Anybody can afford this. I don't think it's going to be out before Christmas, but it'll still be kind of that holiday season, like the very beginning of uh, 2013, I believe, is going to be the time frame. So we'll tell you more about it as uh, the as it moves on, but Woo-hoo! I was pretty excited about that today. Yeah. So uh, 855-450-FREE. And again, you can go to shop.freetalklive.com, get whatever it is you're looking for through those Amazon links. When you do that, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. All right. We've got this statement here that we're sharing from one of the jurors who is on this jury that acquitted a man of felony uh, a felony charge of growing cannabis here in New Hampshire. This is huge news. The judge reads a statement that actually clearly explains what jury nullification is, and the jury is deliberating. So we're sh- that's what we're going to pick up in this story here. Uh, so she says that when the search was discussed, I disclosed that I knew where the house was. They took her, her in front of the judge. Looks like that's not going to be a problem. They bring her back. Close call, she says. The jury did have a diverse makeup, as can be expected in New Hampshire. There were a variety of individuals from a range of walks of life, if not ethnic diversity. After a couple of hours, we felt at an impasse. People of both sides of the guilty-slash-not-guilty divide couldn't see a way to come together. The judge instructed us to keep at it. A break for the night was needed to clear thoughts and concerns. The next morning was more organized and with more discussion of intent. The consensus was forming, though, toward guilt. We could clearly see the defense was resting its case on the nullification argument. We put the facts aside to give nullification consideration. The written definition was requested and posted on a chalkboard. Some discussion occurred regarding what would be extraordinarily enough to nullify, what would be extraordinary enough to nullify, several law and order proponents, not to say we don't all want some kind of uh, law and order, had serious concerns about the precedent a not guilty verdict would set. What kind of chaos would ensue if this became common? Wouldn't finding or would finding this defendant not guilty give him a pass to keep on breaking the law? One can imagine the types of people that would say these things. One by one, the responses were offered and chewed upon. I fully expected a deadlock. One juror even felt relief at the prospect on the chance that the prosecution would retry, meaning that if they hung the jury, one of these law and order people was uh, you know, relieved that they could bring him back on charges again, which is what happens when, they can hang, when you hang a jury, or what can happen. The turning point, she says, was when one of the jurors declared that after reading the definition on nullification, its reliance on conscientious feeling and fair result, it nowhere said extraordinary. Remember, it was the prosecutor in his closing statement who said that nullification could only be used in extraordinary circumstances. Mm -hmm. So what did they do? They looked at what the man in the robe said. It didn't matter what the attorneys said. It didn't matter what the prosecution said, but the man in the robe... His opinion, or his statement rather, the jury statement, overrode that information, and the jury looked at that, and thus the last three jurors that were holding out agreed that they could nullify. Wow. So, on one hand, you've got this one person, Kathleen, who is actually there, who made a difference by knowing what jury nullification was, being able to explain it to the jury and talk a little bit about the history of jury nullification, but on the other hand, you still have these obedient juries who, you know, it doesn't sound Kathleen, and by the way, we're bringing you on the air now with us here. It doesn't sound like Kathleen, it was you who convinced them. They convinced themselves based on what the judge actually said in the uh, the closing statement or the, uh, the jury instructions. Had that judge not given that instruction, would this have gone differently in your opinion? Uh, it's. 
possible because the uh, defense attorney's closing argument was very persuasive. It wasn't just uh, passionate and emotional, but but it was very explanatory as well. Mm -hmm. And it was pinpointing the judge's ordinary instructions that if if the case was proven by the prosecution that you should convict, not must. Mm-hmm. If, the, if the case is not proven, you must acquit. So he had made it clear that there's a difference between the word should and must. And so it was already clear in our minds before the judge made his statement. So so you go back into this jury uh, room and you interact with these folks. Was this the first time you've been on a jury? a number of years ago that was uh, civil and not criminal. I see. So first time on a criminal case, uh, first, right. first time ever having the opportunity to use jury nullification. Were you shocked by, uh, by the result? Well, what I was shocked by was the opportunity. You know, I, here I come up for jury duty. You don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. They say it's a drug case. And I go, hmm, this could be interesting. But again, you don't know what you're going to get. Sure. And to be handed this perfect defendant, this good attorney, and not only that, the ability to truthfully say, I don't know these people, I'm not biased, I'm going to go in in here objectively like every other juror, and this is my opportunity. I've been, you know, it's like something was handed to me on a plate. So that was the bigger shock. How vocal were you during deliberations? Were you there trying to uh, explain to the other people on jury duty why it would be wrong to convict the man? Or did it feel like you were in a strange situation since, you know, you obviously felt like you should be let go, but then these other people have the same amount of power as you do to basically say, no, I think he should be found guilty. Well, we were were all very polite, even with our impassioned differences. We were very polite. And we, at, at first, after the discussion of what is nullification, Everyone agreed, we're going to set this aside and we're going to talk about the facts of the case to see if we really believe he's guilty or not Mm -hmm. guilty based on the facts of the case. And that really took up a great deal of time because we did have differences, especially when it came to intent, because the act was no, there was no question regarding the act. He never denied, you know, he planted the plants, they were his, he intended that, he tended them. I mean, the act was the act. So the intent was the only question. And I wanted to plant, of course, some, some idea in, in minds that maybe intent isn't just, yes, I know I planted them, but I intended to break the law or something, and he never he never claimed that he was, thought he was breaking the law. So mm. I was thinking we should discuss intent. So we spent a great deal of time discussing intent, and um, I was clearly in the majority. You know, I mean the minority. Mm. They they they. Felt, so the first the first uh, vote the first vote was mostly guilty. What was the what would you say the count was? I would say it was half and half okay. from the beginning, mm-hmm. because uh, the defense uh, the defense closing argument was passionate. It you you felt sorry for this man. You you were thinking 
this should not have gone this far. Mm. This should not have come this far. Why are we here? He's he's not selling. He's not on the street. You'd think they would have settled. You know, you would think you know it just wouldn't be here. So so it was about half and half. About yes, he's obviously guilty. He did it. He wanted to do it. He's guilty. He's guilty. And and some people going, but this isn't right. No, I I can't call him guilty. You know. Mm. So so after hours and hours of discussing intent and whether the the criminal intent was there or not there, you know, finally, when I realized almost everyone had said, we, he, he did it, he did it, we need to go back and talk about nullification. Can you stick my, with us? It, uh, it wasn't Kath- just my feeling, it was everyone's feeling. Ka- we Kathleen, need to talk about nullification. The, can mm-hmm. you hang on through the news and, and talk to us uh, in the third hour of the program for a little bit on this? Sure. All right, great. I'm put you on hold here. Uh, more with Kathleen. She's a Free State Project participant who had the good fortune to be on a jury that actually ended up using jury nullification. You're right as a juror to judge the law itself. More coming up. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program here, taking uh, your phone calls about whatever you want. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. That's 1-855-450-3733. And we will resume doing that here, uh, but we're actually in the middle of what I consider to be just an amazing news story, and we happen to be so fortunate as to be able to talk to one of the newsmakers, one of the jury one of the 12 people who voted to acquit a man who was being brought up on a felony charge of growing, or what they call manufacturing, a controlled substance, in this case cannabis, uh, which you might know as pot or marijuana. And this guy's claim was that he was using it for religious purposes as a Rastafarian, uh, that this is a sacrament, and um, that he should be allowed to do that. And he had, what was it, 40-some plants? 15. Okay, 15 plants. And they got him by a flyover with the National Guard helicopter. They busted this dude. He's 59 years old. And they brought him up on a felony charge, brought him into court. And lo and behold, the prosecutor in this case, or rather the, the court systems, uh, they, they went ahead and sat a Free State Project participant on that jury without probably realizing it. Big Oops. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, it's great. Uh, you know, 
Kathleen is uh, somebody who is, as was pointed out previously, does not look like you know your typical free stater that is getting all the video coverage. Uh, she's not in her early twenties, for instance, uh, going out and doing civil disobedience and creating a name for herself. There are a number of free state project participants that have moved to New Hampshire that. You know, they're just here to live a, a life and do activism that is not, you know, in front of the video camera. There are other forms of activism that people can do that doesn't involve, you know, being an anchor on a television show or a radio host or going out and, you know, recording video of the police or these, these sort of conflicting uh, types of activism that are out there. Uh, there are a number of people that, uh, you know, either they're not comfortable with that or they just, you know, their interests lie in other areas. And uh, this is an amazing form of activism to slip below the radar and to be able to get onto a jury. Because I know if I showed up at a jury panel, <laughs> I'd be out of there. Like, they, they wouldn't even bother. So they'd just see me coming and they'd, all right, get out of here, buddy. Well, uh, right. I mean, that's sort of part of the great thing about this. If I think that if uh, someone is putting themselves out there a lot, that it's probably not very likely. Like, I think if any of us showed up to for jury duty, they would probably send us home. Yes, yeah, you'd be done for. From recognition or whatever. Yeah. So Kathleen actually uh, has been gracious enough to talk to us tonight. Uh, and the statement that she wrote, we read earlier. So if you missed that, you can download it later over at freetalklive.com. And actually, I'm going to post it as, a, as an article over at freekeen.com. So you'll be able to read it there about your experience in the, uh, the jury selection and the, this whole process. And uh, Kathleen, thanks for staying through the news. Appreciate you uh, you hanging on. Tell us a little bit about you know how you came around to the Free State Project. Uh, what, what is, what's your story? Um, well, first, I'm applying for activism credit for this. I believe I should get credit for this. This is big <laughs> activism, big time. I, I believe I should get credit. I, actually, we've we've been participants since 2003. We. Uh, um, we used to be in South Carolina. We we were active in the Libertarian Party, mm-hmm. and as you probably realize, you know when you, when you're active in the Libertarian Party, you have monthly meetings with the same five people year <laughs> in and year out. Yep, <laughs> that's a little frustrating. And they call have, that you know, activism. <laughs> Yeah, what and you've so done here, I think you you may get activist of the year for this one. <laughs> that Kathleen, you may deserve activist of the year for this one. This is huge. You uh, you really did something awesome here. So I think I've satisfied that requirement this yeah. year. This, this is also it's so serendipitous, Kathleen. I'm curious. Do you have any advice for others who will be jurors in the future who would like to advance jury nullification uh, and about how to interact with the other jurors? Because uh, clearly you had some influence. Important, of course, is getting on the jury, as you mm-hmm. say, uh, because there is a lengthy pro- process that eliminates people. Right, and it, it you know, there there are enormous number of questions that you have to self-answer. You don't have to publicly answer. You self-answer. Do you know any of the participants? Do you know the defendant? Do you know any of the lawyers? They read a list of all of the witnesses they're going to call. Do you know any of these people? Uh, have you, This is the kind of case that it is. Have, have you any prior involvement in any case similar to this? Uh, do you have any associations uh, that uh, would bias you, uh, <laughs> a mm. whole slew of questions, so that when they put their hand in the box, they literally put the hand in the box and they pull out names. 
you know, they say, the, the judge asks one by one, is there any reason, you know, for, for, for us to be concerned that you, that you may be biased? And if you say yes, you talk to the judge privately. Mm-hmm. And, and they discuss the individual issues. And, and I'm sure they hear all the stories of, yes, I've been a victim of a crime, or yes, I was this, or yes, I know them. And, and, and then they decide, you're excused or you're seated on the jury. Mm-hmm. And I felt lucky enough that I could say, no, there wasn't anything that I felt could keep me from being unbiased. And, and therefore... You know, straight laced little old lady me <laughs> gets put on the jury. <laughs> That's wonderful, Kathleen. I want to know: Did the jurors at any time discuss how much time this man was facing? Were you even aware? We uh, we we were told we could not consider that. But did you know? We were told we could not discuss. No, it was never brought up, and mm. we were specifically said, "Do not consider." Any possible, you know, any possible consequences or sentence that may be imposed because of this. But that's something that has to come up while you're deliberating, doesn't it? I mean, didn't anyone talk about that? There were little comments here and there that were immediately squelched. We can't go there. We can't go there. But now, who, who is squelch? Like, who's... Oh, this could be this could be a hundred dollar fine. This this could be you oh, know. Please. Huh. Yeah, right, right, and then and then other people are going. Hmm, we're not going there. But I think you're naive. You know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so so no, we did not discuss it. We, so we never discussed that. Now, when the, when they asked you the question about you know. Can you be unbiased, or are there any associations that mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. that would would contribute to a bias? Uh, I know that the Fully Informed Jury Association recommends that you, before going to jury duty, uh, that you cut any ties to any associations you might have, at least temporarily. That way, you can tell the truth when you say you don't have any associations uh, that would perhaps, you know, lead you to be a, a bias. So, for instance, uh, I don't know if you were, you know, on the editorial mm-hmm. staff of uh, High Times Magazine. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. you'd have to supposedly reveal that in uh, this uh, jury selection process. It's it's it's, po- it's, pos- it's possible that would probably be a good idea. And and I searched my soul and the the. The the most recent involvement I had in any nullification was uh, was like two sessions ago. I went to a committee meeting, the committee hearing in Concord, to hear the bill that year that was up on jury nullification. I did not testify. I did not hand out pamphlets. I just went, and it and it wasn't even the bill that passed. It was you know the more recent bill that passed. You know, so I felt like I had searched my soul and could honestly say no, you know, because because I had, had not done anything last week, last month, you know, very directly involved. Well, also in New Hampshire, we've got the, uh, you know, we've got the Free State Project here, which means we've got all kinds of wonderful liberty-minded people moving here. And mm-hmm. they are the ones who helped promote this jury nullification bill that went through to make it legal to, uh, to have the judge give an instruction like this or to allow attorneys in any case to bring up jury nullification. And so, therefore, since jury nullification is part of the law now in New Hampshire, and the you know kind of the, the question is, well, you know, would you be biased in this case? You could always say something like, "Well, no, I I can be unbiased in my application of the laws of New Hampshire." 
And that would be a true statement. I absolutely could be unbiased in the application of the law. And in fact, I was prepared to say that I could convict, you know, if a case was proven. Not necessarily if in every case it was proven, right. but you know, under the right circumstances, I could I could probably convict. Bravo, um, Kathleen. So, Kathleen, can you so st- can you stay for a little bit longer? I, I know I'm taking up a whole bunch of your time, and I haven't asked you for how long. But can you stick with us for one more segment? Sure, I'm fine. Uh, great, I appreciate it. More coming up with Kathleen, uh, one of the jurors. It's free talk. Hello, my friends. This is Tim Cummins. I was just reminded about you and thinking about how awesome you are. And it's just incredible that whenever I hang around you, I just feel good now. And I'm reminded about how every day and every way you're getting better and better. And I think about how VerbalSurgery.com changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at VerbalSurgery.com. Toll-free number for you tonight to take control of the airwaves is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And uh, those features, by the way, include the listening options. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com. You'll find there broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, different uh, bit rates for different internet connection sizes. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in for free around the clock. So anytime you tune in, you'll always hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live at listen.freetalklive.com. You can also uh, get a list of our over 110 radio stations that air the show at various different times throughout the week. We've also got our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard all seven nights per week, as well as the free-to-air KU band channel that airs us. In addition to that, we've got our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way over at listen.freetalklive.com. Get the details. Now, uh, blockchain.info. On this program, we're pretty big fans of the Bitcoin, uh, and you need to know more about the Bitcoin. You can learn about it over at WeUseCoins.org. But once you've learned that the Bitcoin is an incredibly valuable digital currency that is decentralized, that's untouchable by governments, that actually puts you know, the power of uh, currency and uh, the marketplace in your hands rather than the bank, rather than the banks, you've got to have a place to keep them. And you can do it on your own computer with the Bitcoin software, but you might want to have something on your phone, something you can access uh, anywhere. Well, blockchain.info is your solution. They are an online Bitcoin wallet, and they have apps for Android as well as jailbroken iPhones. And thanks to their encryption techniques, blockchain never has access to your money. In fact, they can't even know how much money you're sending or receiving. So with the blockchain wallet, you can uh, even send bitcoins to email, to your Facebook friends, or to anyone's cell phone number in just about every country around the world. And all this costs you nothing. So really cool services, great-looking website, easy-to-use phone apps. Check it out. Blockchain.info. I've got it on my phone. Blockchain.info. As uh, we continue here, Kathleen is with us. She's a Free State Project participant, one of the earliest of movers. Uh, now, Kathleen, you said that you joined in uh, back in the early 2000s. And when did you actually make the move to New Hampshire? We moved in June of 2004. Wow. 
Now, that was uh, not too long after New Hampshire was chosen, so you must have been like one of the first 50 or 100 people here, right? That's right. Well, congratulations on uh, – I know that I met you a long time ago. You've always uh, – you, you and your husband have been very nice uh, folks. And what a surprise to find out that you were selected for a jury here in New Hampshire and you actually uh, and the rest of the jury voted to acquit in a case, uh, you know, what should have been an open and shut case, a guy convicted of or, or would have otherwise been convicted maybe without your help of uh, marijuana cultivation. He is now a free man as a result of you and the other 11 jurors uh, voting him not guilty. And I th- just think it's fantastic news. When you were, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about the process of getting on the jury and how difficult uh, that is. And, you know, there's forms that need to be filled out. They ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, and then, you know, we also discussed the jury, uh, you know, de- deliberations and, and what people were like in there. And when I was reading your story that you wrote up, uh, and it's going to b- be posted tonight over at freekeen.com for people to see. So thank you for sending that to me. Uh, but when, uh, when I was reading that story and you were talking about the law and order types that were on the jury – uh, you know, I, my my heart sank a little bit. I'm like, oh my god! You know, what did it take to to convince these people? And uh, you know, how difficult was it? Well, um, one thing I, I remember one juror uh, it, towards the end had been very uh, firm. Uh, actually, mentioned that they they know they break the law every day meaning and, the ju- wait, they, meaning the juror himself or herself the juror himself okay. admitted and so you could see a softening mm. you could see a softening that that this this minor offense that this person commits every day uh was weighing on them, and uh, I think I think, and there was a little other discussion of some other people who said, "Well, you know, we speed, or we, you know, we this, or we we park too long, or or whatever, you know." And and, and you could see the thought process on on some people's faces. Wow. Um, and and also that that extraordinary that word extraordinary because once the prosecutor had put it in the minds that uh, nullification needed to be life or death you know something really you know powerful uh, there were a lot of minds that couldn't get beyond that well, mm. this you know this is such a, a little thing you know do and you we feel can't like use such a big thing for that Kathleen do you, that, do you yes, feel like uh, that you, one of the things I've observed in New Hampshire, and I imagine it's like this everywhere, but I don't know for sure, but is that the prosecutor closes after the defense uh, attorney. So, yes. like you, you mentioned that the defense attorney, the you mentioned the defense attorney had a very impassioned uh, plea. He did a really good job, but then they let that prosecutor in there, and they just make stuff up, and they, you know, they appeal to emotion, and they appeal to you know nationalism and patriotism, and like they appeal to um, authority, and then they get to end the case, and uh, that's really that, not. not- in this case, the, the, the prosecution, the, the closing argument was not impassioned. It wasn't uh, nationalism. It was, we made the case. This is not a case for nullification. This is not extraordinary enough. It really was very short and sweet and, and to the point. It, you know, this judge maybe did another make... prosecutor would have been more passionate. 
this judge did make his own explanation, though, and I'm so glad that you're here in New Hampshire, Kathleen. I have to ask about the judge. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was an activist judge, or were you surprised that he announced and explained jury nullification um, so plainly? The, the first instructions, and you could tell this is by rote because I'm sure he goes through it many times, did not include the statement. Hmm. The defense attorney requested counsel. They powwowed. They they whisper so that we don't hear. Then the judge makes the explanation oh. regarding nullification. He was asked to make the statement. I see. So if someone you know if someone is on trial and they have uh you know if they think that it would be a good case for nullification then they should encourage, encourage their lawyer to basically, or their attorney to go up there and talk to the judge. Is they that should copy saying? this statement, too, and get it, get this word for word and ha- have their attorney submit this exact statement and say, look, Judge so-and-so said this statement in this case at this time. So, you know, it's already got that kind of, ooh, a right. judge said it, this. It was, it was perfect. Obviously, yeah. we're trying to perfect. we're trying to recreate. We want this to happen more often, so we're trying to figure out yep. what what is it. What what can we do to make sure this happens again? Just um, getting free staters on juries is that the answer? That certainly helps. I mean, they can't hurt, and and that's kind of brings me to the point. One of the points I made on a Facebook post earlier today, and over at freekeen dot com, is that mm-hmm. this is the reason why anybody who considers themselves an anarchist. Or a you know outside the system activist who's turned off to voting should be registered to vote because mm-hmm. if you're registered to vote in New Hampshire, you're in the jury pool. You don't and, even have to vote; you can yeah, just register. Exactly, exactly. Kathleen, I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. It has been great, and thank you for taking the time uh, to to be on with us. My pleasure. Bravo, uh, Kathleen. Yep, I, I really appreciate it, and congratulations on your successful activism. Hopefully, we'll see many, many more of these. Have a great night. More coming up. Okay. Free talk. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that await you there. They're all completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include our news updates. You can get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Via our email list, you can go to news.freetalklive.com. But if you want more than just the news about the show, you can also sign up to follow us on Twitter and or Facebook, where you'll get updates during the program and even sometimes outside of the show uh, about things that we might be uh, doing, questions we're asking on the air or off the air, observations, news articles. You never know what you're going to get there. So go to uh, news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for any one of those, the emails, Twitter, Facebook. It's all there at news 
www.freetalklive.com. We'll continue with your calls in a moment, but just want to let you know Free Talk Live is brought to you by Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can uh, watch it now over, well, not now, but after the show's over. You can go to victimlesscrimespree.com anytime you want, and the movie is there in HD on YouTube, also available via torrent. Uh, you can watch it, you can download it, you can share it, you can save it, you can give it away, uh, you know, enjoy, please share it with your friends. And uh, keep in touch, you know, like uh, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree on Facebook. There's an email list there because there's more to come. You know, exciting, new, exciting things are coming up. The DVD, uh, we don't have a release date on it yet, but we will. And we'll let you know when that's uh, going to happen and when you can order it, uh, which is going to be exciting. Uh, of course, we've got our premiere, the movie premiere, which is happening tomorrow morning here in Keene, New Hampshire. Odds are good you probably can't make it because you don't live here. Uh, but uh, it, that's okay. You can still, of course, watch the movie on your own, on your computer, but you can also enter a contest. You can enter the contest for the movie poster that we're going to be giving away. And it is an exclusive movie poster, and it is exclusive in two ways. One, there are only five of them printed. Three of the five will be given to the production crew on the movie. So, Derek J., you're going to get one. The editor, Bo Davis, and myself, we will all have one poster for ourselves. And that leaves two other posters. One poster will be given away to a random winner uh, who donates tomorrow morning at the actual screening. So we'll do a drawing then. And then later in the afternoon, we'll do a drawing for an online winner. So if you can't make it to the screening, then you can still have a chance at winning this movie poster, which is exclusive in that there are only a handful of them printed, but also it'll be signed by Derek J. So you get an autographed movie poster. That's quite the prize. It is a great prize. And right now... it's a big poster. It's very nice. It's a full-size, real, you know, two-by-three movie poster. They were not cheap to print. I can tell you that. And uh, it could be yours. But you've got to enter the contest, like, tonight or tomorrow morning at the latest. Because we're going to draw this sometime tomorrow afternoon. We're going to actually come back to the studio after all the, you know, premiere stuff. Watch the movie again as, and uh, record a commentary track. And I think somewhere around that time period is when we're going to actually do the online drawing. So you've got, you know, probably about, uh, you know... 16 hours left to enter this online uh, contest. You can go to victimlesscrimespree.com, scroll down the page, you'll find the chip in there. And uh, you're going to need PayPal to enter this uh, this contest. So you just chip into the chip in. If it's if you chip in 5 bucks, you get one raffle ticket. If you chip in $10, you'll get three. Any amount over 10, it's increments of 10. So you get three per increment of $10 that you contribute. And uh, we call it sponsoring a seat. So the idea is that I put up the money as the executive producer to reserve this movie theater tomorrow morning so people could come in from the public and see this movie for free. So basically, I paid up front the costs of renting this theater. And uh, so the idea was, well, let's see if we can make that money back. And if we make anything above that amount, then you know it'll go to the crew of the film. We've made that money back, uh, which is great, but we haven't quite made enough to cover the cost of the posters even at this point. Hmm. So, uh, so it would be great if we could do a little bit better, and, uh, and you can win this thing. So go to victimlesscrimespree.com. Uh, there you go. I Hopefully really appreciate it. this movie will take off. When, I mean, I expect it to, but yeah, it's going to get spread around. And I mean, to be one of the people that has the original poster, of which there are only five, and it's signed by Derek J. I mean, ka-ching. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, all that's, I'm saying. That's very sweet of you, both of you. Thanks. It's and, a big uh, prize, for yeah. sure. I, I am looking forward to the premiere. Uh, it is going to be an extra special event, and these posters are 
friggin' gorgeous. Uh, High-quality photos. Let's go to uh, the phones. Dave is listening in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Can't Viva Cannabis, man. Yes, sir. Hey, I'd love to salute Catherine, man. Her great discernment and her courageous steadfastness. It was Kathleen, but yes, she did a great job on that jury. I salute you, ma'am, and may many more follow in your footsteps. Absolutely. You know, you guys had a good story in Montana not too long ago, which kind of was similar. 2010 in Missoula, Montana, a jury said that uh, like two grams of pot was not uh, important enough to waste the the court's time. In that case, uh, your case in Montana, and there was another one recently in a different state, the jury actually never was impaneled. So they didn't technically nullify in the traditional nullification sense. They tried to pick a jury for this pot case, and like everyone in the jury selection pool said, "What the hell are you doing? This is crazy. Leave this person alone." Little bit. <laughs> they like they couldn't find someone on the jury who wasn't biased. Basically, everybody on the you know the jury pool was refusing to be a part of this uh, ridiculous prosecution, and they made that statement. And the prosecutors couldn't go through with the prosecution because no one could be seated on the jury. So it was almost like a a pre nullification that they never even went to trial. Wow. This should happen around the country, man. All I could say is a big amen to Catherine. And her discernment and the others on that jury, man, just made a come in droves now since the news gets out. It should be pushed everywhere. Amen. About time good people stand up and do the right thing. You are absolutely right, Dave. Anything else you want to share? No, just viva Kenny Buzz. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. most of the world's woes, man. It's food. It is a magical plant, and I appreciate your call tonight, sir. Thanks. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I share his vision. I, I hope that more people can do what Kathleen and the other 11 jurors in that case did and come back with not guilty verdicts when you're dealing with a case that doesn't have a victim. When, there's, when you can't call a victim onto the stand... Who's a human being, state of New Hampshire, not a victim. Well, it's not even... You don't have a real criminal case. I mean, when it comes to cannabis, it is a little bit, uh, you know, I don't know if people feel uh, why why these kinds of things come up so much when it comes to cannabis, if it's just because uh, people don't believe in prosecuting when it's a victimless crime, or if it's because people realize that cannabis is, like, so relatively harmless probably more the latter than the former i'm just guessing though i mean that's, the, really the only I way think. to know is to talk would, to jurors i would love to think it has to do with you know no victim no crime but i think that you know it specifically has to do with cannabis and you know people's attitude about that changing it has to be i mean how many of, uh, of the americans have encountered or smoked cannabis i think it's something like a third have tried it yeah. and so if a third have tried it you can imagine the rest of everyone has been around it yeah most so, everybody must know someone who's tried it and care about that right and they know that it's not harmful from first-hand experience and so i think it doesn't jive with a lot of people when they hear they're on a jury like "Ooh, i hope it's a murder case and then they're like oh it's pot like Oh man, well that's there's there's nothing wrong with pot. Why would why would I convict anyone of that? Absolutely. You know, there's another aspect of this whole uh, jury nullification story, which again, huge news. I'm so excited that this happened because one of the things, besides the fact that I'm happy for this guy who is now a free man because Yay. of this, and presumably he could go back and grow some more pot. Of course, they could always bring him up on more charges. This hasn't stopped them from you know arresting him again in the future and targeting him again. So hopefully he'll be all right. Uh, but uh, you know. 
congratulations to him for for not being in prison. But aside from that, this is proof positive the Free State Project is working. So for anybody that's been out there saying to themselves, I don't know, it's not really having an effect. You guys are just getting arrested. It's not doing anything. You're just making videos. This is the evidence. I mean, this is hard evidence. And there's been other evidence. You know, you've got the political success stories like they cut the budget 12 percent. The jury nullification law passed, which assisted in this uh, this case. Right. But the fact that, you know, somebody is here who is here because of the Free State Project ended up getting on this jury and ended up helping to influence the direction this uh, this case went. Proof positive that numbers make a difference. The it more works. numbers you have in an area, the more likely somebody's going to get selected on a jury. And the more likely one of those people's going to get on. I was down at jury selection the other day. Someone I walked in or somebody I knew walked into that door. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, and enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. So enjoy the features that we share with you there. Again, freetalklive.com, and you can support the show in a variety of ways. One of them is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. The AMP program is at amp.freetalklive.com. When you AMP, it makes a big difference for Free Talk Live because we can get on more radio stations and then get more ideas of freedom and jury nullification, for instance, into people's minds. Because jury nullification makes sense. When I was doing outreach at the recent uh, Cheshire Fair, which is the county fair that comes around once a year, like it probably does where you live, and uh, I was doing an outreach booth there and I had some jury nullification uh, pamphlets and was sharing these ideas with the folks that were from New Hampshire. And whenever I was talking with folks, they were all like, yeah, mm-hmm, that makes sense. I agree. It's, it's an agreeable idea. Hey, what a shock. You get to use your conscience and judge the law if it's a bad law. You don't just have to do what the law says. You can look at the law itself and toss the law out as a juror. I mean, that's what the essence of jury nullification is. And so... If it's communicated effectively to people and you don't have a man in a black robe standing up there disagreeing with you or ignoring that communication, which is how it is in almost every courtroom across this country. If you go into a courthouse, if you go into a courtroom as a defendant or an attorney and you mention jury nullification as an attorney, you might end up getting sanctioned, have your bar license you know, taken from you. They will mm-hmm. probably punish you in some way. As a uh, defendant, uh, you will probably be you know, subject to mistrial, contempt of court, depending on the attitude of the judge, depending on his mood at that particular time. At the very least, you'll be hushed. You'll, oh, you'll yes. be silenced and told that you can't say things like that. Exactly. And in New Hampshire, it's different. And it's, it was actually different in New Hampshire before the jury nullification law was passed. 
Uh, Bob Constantine, we Claus, was able to talk about jury nullification in his trial, which was, I think, a, a year ago now, more, maybe a year and a half, two years. Uh, so he was able to talk about that. Um, I, let's see, Adamo was able to talk about it in his trial. Mm-hmm. Jim Johnson. So we've already had people talking about jury nullification. But what's changed now is that last year the legislature actually put it into law that you have to be allowed to talk about it. So just in case some judge was to try to stop you from talking about it, which I've never seen happen here, but just in case they would, it's now that they can't. They can't stop that from happening. Uh, that doesn't exist anywhere else that I know of across this country. That's huge. I would think that judges would find jury nullification sort of exciting, right? Because like they're expecting that everyone's just going to follow the letter of the law, that, oh, okay, well, they're going to judge on the, the merits of the law, but wouldn't a jury nullification case really throw the whole court system for a ringer? Like, wouldn't that be exciting for you if you were a judge? A judge? Like, yeah, oh, yay! They're yeah. actually going to throw this one out. I never liked that law. Surely <laughs> judges have these opinions, right? I mean, they obviously right, but are they, human beings. Right, but it's their job. They do have to follow the law. Judges don't get to say jury nullification works. You know, they, they don't get to say that they're just going to throw out a law. They have right. to. Right. Have to follow it. But the jury doesn't. Well, no, the judge can use discretion. Ah, the judge. I, the in judge okay, I was, right? No, no, oh. no. Come on. I mean, the judge. If you're the prosecutor, you can come in with whatever charge you want, and I, as a judge, can say, "Get this out of here." Dismissed. Wow. You, as a judge, you can dismiss any case that you. You can be an activist judge, right? So, uh-huh. uh, any case you want to dismiss, you can dismiss. In the same way, the prosecutor has no obligation to prosecute. So, at each point along the way, someone who is actually acting on their conscience rather than doing what their jobs or their boss uh, tells them to do, and likely there would be some sort of consequence for a judge that was to, to do this. A little like, more than a slap on the wrist. I right. I, I don't know what they would do to him, but uh, you know, they've got their little club. You know, the judges club and the you lawyers club. You can't come club. out to dinner with us anymore. It, it might be something as simple as social ostracism, but so if, I don't know. If, yeah, jury nullification became uh, more uh, a bigger part of the courtroom process, then instead of... That would make going to court actually kind of interesting, because instead of just using all this legalese language, it would become like a philosophical conversation. Mm. The prosecutor would have to make like appeals, like different kinds of appeal to the jurors instead of just saying, oh, well, the law says this here, and obviously he was here at this time. And it's like too detective-y. It's not ever about the philosophy of was this okay to do or not. I agree. And we're seeing that starting to happen. Hopefully this is not going to be a fluke. Hopefully this is the beginning of a trend uh, up here in New Hampshire. But it's a huge win. And uh, you can follow the details over at freekeen.com. I have posted that story with the uh, the original link to Reason, as the, the Reason piece, as well as uh, Kathleen's statement that she wrote down. So you can go and grab all that uh, at your leisure at freekeen.com. Rick is on the line in Michigan. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Hey, Rick. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? What's that? What is on your mind? You are on the radio. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm in Michigan. And yes, you are. I read that... Uh, Gary Johnson's not going to be on our ballot. Oh yeah, I've heard he's having trouble getting on there in Michigan due to some sort of uh, you know snafu with uh, silly rules. Or yeah, do you know what the the detail yeah, was? GOP saying they're like three minutes late for him after the sore loser bullcrap. Mm, wow, is it just Michigan where Gary Johnson's having a problem? Honestly, I don't know. Well, I, don't. I, I, I really don't know. I uh, I'm in Michigan, so. This right on. So that's frustrating to you. So uh, how many choices will you have on the ballot in Michigan? Um, uh, 
the Green Party, uh, Libertarian Party, and uh, the two assholes. Well, I don't, I don't know if you're going to uh, have the Libertarian Party on because Gary Johnson is the Libertarian candidate. So yeah. it sounds like you're not going to have the Libertarian choice on there. Yeah, and that's that's a big problem for a lot of people in Michigan, like myself and members of the Libertarian Michigan Libertarian Party. So now Gary Johnson's not going to win because he, uh, he can't, <laughs> you can't vote for him in Michigan. Well, he wasn't going to win in the you first place. You must be really disappointed now, Rick. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed as hell. So you might as well just not vote. If, if Gary Johnson's not even an option, there's no one principled. I, Gary Johnson doesn't have principles either. I mean, he's, uh, he's he's got more principles than yeah than the other options. He's better than the other two, but he doesn't have principles. I mean, if he had principles, he'd act on them and or he'd you know he'd advocate principle. But you know, he supports taxes. You you the gonna, guy supports the fair tax. Uh, You're going to do he, a write in for him, right? Not only taxes, but he he supports a fair tax. Yeah, he doesn't support uh, taxing for funding wars. Well, he does. He's not anti-war either. He's only anti these wars. So he's not an anti-war candidate, and he's well, not an he anti-tax has, he, candidate. He has said in the past that he supports humanitarian efforts. I mean, so, you mean man. by the military because they're so, so humanitarian. He's not as good as Ron Paul, obviously, but oh, I obviously, mean, but. I mean, as far as compared to like, there's different degrees, and he is yeah. like a saint compared to Obama and Romney. I mean, oh, there's yeah. just no looking past that. Rick, uh, good luck out there in Michigan. I don't know what uh, the future of freedom is there, but uh, I, I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. <laughs> yeah, I heard you, man. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's, a, that's sad. At least Michigan has that really cool private police force over there in Detroit. I wonder how that's right. developing. Yeah, because the, the official government police force has cut back hours. Started turning off the lights. Yep. And, uh, not even open during uh, regular business hours. Or, or they're only not, open during Only open during business, business hours, so you yeah. can't walk in at midnight. So many crimes happen from 9 to 5. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Or the officers are coming to work only when it's the daylight hours, right? Wow. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, good luck in Michigan. Jeez. So um, so there you go. Gary Johnson, not principled. I guess we've got the opportunity to have him back on the show. And he is a nice guy. Like, you know, a lot of politicians are very nice. They're very good at it. I, He's got a good I, smile. I find him likable. I mean, good hair. Doesn't he have hard. a pretty good track record as, as far? He does. He voted yeah. no a lot. He did a lot of vetoes in New Mexico when he was governor. I mean, he's got that going for me. He's I, There's no doubt the guy has some things going for him. And if I have to vote, and I don't, but if I had to vote, I would probably end up voting for Gary if I'm Johnson. Picking, yeah, if I'm know. picking slave drivers, I'd pick him above you know the other options. That's I mean, the I'm dude saying. admits to having used marijuana, and he's not embarrassed about it. He's not trying to hide that. There's no doubt he's That's good cool. on the that. yeah. He's good on the war on drugs. I mean, the, he's good on a lot of issues. Okay. Just he's, he's not good principled on foreign policy. He, don't tell me he's principled. That's all I'm saying. Don't tell me he's a principled guy because he's not. Yeah, well, he looks awfully presidential. That's one of the things I like about any candidate who's running. I just want to make sure that they're, they're going to look right in the pictures when they're shaking the queen's hand and doing things like that. So uh, Gary Johnson could have my vote for just looking presidential. And, and for all I know, maybe he's read some books in between the last time we talked to him, and uh, and now maybe he's discovered principle. Who knows? Um, I don't think that's the case, but people can change. Why didn't you think that's the case? I don't know. He's a politician. 
What? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not voting at all. I'm not going to vote for him. Forget about it. You're prejudiced. You're not very principled, Ian. <laughs> well, I wish we could get into that, but we can't because we're out of time for tonight. We can uh, do it again. Uh, Allie, you're going to be joining us uh, on Friday night. Of course. Week. And Derek J., you're not because you're leaving on your exile tour. You can be followed at DerekJFreeman.com. Bye, folks. All right. Well, you'll keep in touch, of course. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. It's Change Your Words, Change Your Life. A daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. You know, quite often I hear people use the phrase, I hate. They hate the drive to work. They hate to clean their house. They hate to go to the grocery store, cut the grass, pay their bills, and on and on and on. Well, each time we say that we hate something, it makes it that much harder for us to do it with joy the next time we need to do it. I encourage you to start saying that you enjoy those things that tend to be even more difficult for you. Start saying it in obedience to God, and soon you will find them to actually be more enjoyable. We can talk ourselves into things and out of things. I can talk myself into despising something I need to do, or I can have a good attitude and speak good words about it and make it a lot more pleasant. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R, dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.